welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Hello, Thriver, and welcome to another episode of Real People, Real Talk. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Like, seriously, I really want to say I appreciate you for tuning in and listening. Now, today's episode is all about thriving in your finances. I titled it How to Win with Money. I got some good feedback from last week's episode, and that title was What Does the Bible Has to Say About Money? So I wanted to follow up and do a solo personal yet practical episode about all things personal finance. Now, this episode is meant to point you in the right direction as it relates to your money. Let's get to it. The key to winning with your money begins and ends with drum roll, please. Unless you're driving. The key to winning with your money begins and ends with a budget. Now, if you don't like the word budget, feel free to use the term spending plan. John Maxwell said it best. A budget is telling your money where to go instead of wondering where it went. Now, let me be clear. You will not win with money unless you properly budget. Step number one, I want to get real practical as we're talking about how to win in your finances. Identify and note your monthly income. In other words, how much money do you have coming in each month? Now, this is normally very easy to do. All you have to do is look at your pay stubs and do the math. For those that get paid irregularly, you probably would need to do um, an average of what you get paid over the months. So step two, figure out how much you have going out. And this is where we would spend the majority of our time today. Now, the first thing that you need to budget for, or rather, I should say it like this. The first person that you need to budget for is God. The Bible declares in Matthew 6, 33 to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. It is wise to put God first in all that you do. Put him first in your time. Put him first in your relationships. Put him first in your money and really put him first in everything. But today we're talking about money. And the way that we give to God is by giving to the local church. We are to give our tithes and our offering. A tithe literally means a tenth. So let's say you make $1,000. The first $100 goes to God plus an offering. Now, my wife and I, we personally tied off of our gross, and that's my personal conviction because I want to be sure that I'm honoring God over and above and first before I honor Uncle Sam when it comes to taxes. Now, I'm going to keep it real with you. My wife and I, I'm going to be transparent. My wife and I got into some credit card debt on my first year of marriage, um, paying for some things with the wedding, furnishing our first apartment, and our honeymoon kind of kind of set us back. And on one hand, I did well with my money um, prior to getting married. I paid off my car. I paid off my student loans. But going back, I wish I could have saved some of that for some of the expenses that came up during our first year of marriage. But all glory to God, we're out of credit card debt. We paid that off. Thank God. Got disciplined and budgeted and all those things. But I say all of that to say this. Even when we were in credit card debt, we still paid our tithes and we paid our offerings. And let me tell you this. God was faithful. He is faithful and will always be faithful. We didn't miss a meal. 
God is just faithful and good like that. To be honest, giving to God is really a matter of faith. I said that way. Um, and trust me, I want to get very practical, but let's deal with the spiritual first. Get get the foundation set up. And I want to back up for just a minute. Just talk about perspective. Oftentimes when it comes to giving, giving to God, our tithes and our offerings, we need an attitude and a perspective adjustment. In other words, I don't give God 10% of my money. Rather, God allows me to keep 90% of his money. Let the church say amen. Now, I believe in generosity, being generous to God, who is the ultimate giver, and being generous to others. As a matter of fact, I believe that it's the act of generosity that helps to break greed off of us. Now, paying your tithes, paying your offerings, um, honoring God in your finances will serve as a healthy and firm foundation to your finances. So once again, your budget is made up of your income and your expenses, and it will behoove you to find ways to increase your income. And some of the ways that you can increase your income is by asking for a raise, maybe moving jobs, or maybe this is a season where you need to find a side hustle or do a part-time job as you get caught up on some bills and pay off some debt. But that's between you and God and your spouse and something you need need to pray about. Now, on the other hand, which may be easier is to find ways to decrease your expenses. And the way that you decrease your expenses is by learning to distinguish between a need and a want. I want you to print out your latest bank statement and or print out your latest credit card statement and see where your money is actually going. See what's really a need. See what's really a want. I recently looked at my credit card statement and man, I found out that we eat out a lot um, as I was preparing for this, this episode. We eat out a lot. And my wife and I, we got together and we was like, we, we got to get this in control because we're, we're saving up for a new home that we want to buy in 2022. And we was like, we must exercise more wisdom and forethought as it goes to our finances and our meals. And one of the things that we saw is, like I said, we was eating out a lot and we had to get that into check and just put it in the budget and make a plan for it. All right. Next, I want you to negotiate your bills. Call your service provider and ask for a discount. Or you can ask them if they have any current promotions. And the best time to negotiate is when you come to the end of a term. So, for example, with our car insurance, I remember going to the office and I just began asking what other um, what other discounts y'all have, any promotions that y'all are running. And I end up doing this defensive driving course that got money taken off of our premium. And they found like, a, I forgot the name of, but they found like another discount because I've been with the company for so long. Um, I mentioned this before, but I did the same thing with our rent. Like when the lease was coming up, that's, that's when you have power to negotiate. Negotiate, even though we're doing a shorter lease, I negotiated the monthly amount to be less than what it was supposed to be because our lease was so short because like I say, we're saving up for a home in 2022. And then another thing I did was with our light bill. When we came to the end of our term, um, I was procrastinating and dragging my feet, but they sent me an email um, saying, you know, if you respond by this time, we'll give you this rate. And I didn't respond in time. So I called them and asked for their rate again. And they was like, no, um, their rate is over. We can't give you that. Here's the current rate, which was higher. I said, okay, well, never mind. Um, I'm going to call and check around for other prices. And I, I kid you not. That man said, you know what? I think we can extend that offer. So we have not because we ask not. Don't be afraid to negotiate your bills. Don't be afraid to ask for a better deal. 
to ask for a discount. All right. Another tip that I want to share with you, man, be frugal, but don't be cheap. Let me explain. Sometimes there are some items that are worth spending the extra money on. I give you an example, I like to, to work out, I like to, to lift weights and on the elliptical and walk in the park and things like that. And while I'm doing, I like to either listen to YouTube videos or to podcasts. And I was getting some cheap headphones. I'm going to keep 100 with you. I was getting some cheap headphones. And I noticed that, you know, after a couple of months, you know, they were breaking. They were breaking. So finally, I went to the store and invested in a set of headphones. I think it was before the pandemic. And I still have those headphones now. So I say to say this, there are some things that are worth spending the extra money on. Be frugal, but don't be cheap. And the same thing. And y'all, when I tell you, I started out very cheap. I try to save money on toilet paper, try to save money on um, paper towels. But let me tell you this. It, it's not worth it getting, getting the cheap stuff, man. Because we was going through rolls of paper towels like it was nobody's business. But when we start getting bouncing, you know, they thicker, they last a lot longer. So you get my point. The next thing I want to talk about is being creative and having fun. Some of my favorite free things to do include this reading a book at Starbucks, playing basketball, taking a soothing bubble bath with Epsom salt and candles while playing some spa music like to go all out. And these are cheap, relatively cheap. I'm staying in. All right. But I do want to be clear. There's nothing wrong with spending and enjoying the money that God has blessed you with. But I also would say think of some creative and free things that you can do so your money can last even longer. As a matter of fact, almost every Wednesday, I get up a little bit earlier so I can leave the house earlier, go by Starbucks, get my favorite coffee. Um, Also, I normally would take my lunch to work, uh, but on Fridays, I eat out for lunch. So enjoy your money, but be disciplined and have a plan. I'm going to continue to give you some more practical wisdom as it relates to your finances. All right, here we go. Beware of comparison. Now, more than ever, we can see the purchases of our friends and our neighbors and our family members. We can see what they drive. We can see what they wear. We can see where they vacation them through this thing called social media. And if you are not careful, you will end up buying things that you don't need all because you're trying to keep up and compete with somebody else. Beware of the comparison trap, my friend. Another beware. Beware of credit cards. Now, we personally, my wife and I, we, we use credit cards. We love when we get that 2% back and we get some travel miles and things like that. But at the same time, what I've noticed is we have to be careful and beware of credit cards because using these things can easily get you into debt if you're not careful. This whole swiping effect, and this has been proved scientifically, there's research out there. It doesn't really register in your mind that, you know, like, hey, I'm actually spending money right now because we just swiped the card. There's nothing like handing over good old greenbacks, handing over your money that registers like, oh, I'm spending money. So because of credit cards now more than ever, it is so easy to spend money that you do not have and getting into debt. Beware of debt. Now, here's my understanding of debt. Debt means that you are willing to pay more just to have it now. I got to say that one more time. Debt means that you are willing to pay more just to have it now. Now, I'm not 100% against debt. I understand there are some times where, you, where borrow money is a necessary option, but I want to say be 
very careful because sometimes the best thing that you can do with your money is to practice delayed gratification. And delayed gratification, Google it to give you a good old definition. That's the ability to postpone an immediate gain in favor of a greater and later reward. Beware of credit cards and debt. You don't have to have everything right now. Sometimes it's good to save and wait and be disciplined. All right. Another thing here, and I'm preaching to the choir. This is me. I had to learn this the hard way. Beware of sales, quote unquote sales. Walking through the mall, my wife and I will see these signs um, in big red font that says 50% off or 70% off. And then you see in smaller words where it says up to, meaning the sale ain't that good. But once again, even if the, let's say they actually do have a 50% off sale, um, a sale is not a sale if you don't need the item. You know, if you can't say amen, you can say ouch. A sale is not a sale if you don't need the item and got to be careful with the psychology and it's no shade but you got to be careful with the psychology of the cashiers they'll say something like oh by the way you saved 100 dollars today but in reality you still spend 200 so beware of when people say that you're saving because saving don't mean saving unless it's money in the bank now before i conclude i want to give you some words of wisdom from my social media family i asked them to give me their best financial tips so here they are and I want to give some shout outs. First, we have Rebecca Patterson and David Norris. And they said to live below your means. I love it. Act your wage. Live below your means. And so living below your means means to have margin in your budget. Uh, maybe in this season, you can't afford to have lobster every single day. Maybe to live within your means right now, you can have it once a week or once a month. I can't decide that for you, but live within your means. Okay. Now, Karen Cortez said, don't spend what you do not have, which goes back to beware of debt and beware of credit cards. Shout out to Annabelle Tovar and Kendall Jackson. And their words of wisdom was to invest. In other words, let your money work for you. Now, Caesar had this to say, if you don't have a job, then your job is to find a job. Big facts right there, bro. So shout out to Christian Thetford. She said we need to save money on every single paycheck. And I agree. Getting into that routine of putting something aside, put something back, put something into savings each time you get paid is essential. And even if it's just $20 a check, just getting into that habit is essential. Shout out to Jasmine Williams. She said to have an emergency fund which is three to six months of living expenses saved up. Now, when you have an emergency fund, that's going to give you the margin and the room to breathe. So if something comes up, like an emergency arises, um, you can dip into your savings, which is interest-free because it's your money. Instead of having to resort to payday loans and to credit cards, which has fees that are too high. Shout out to Adam Harris, Olivia Mayberry, and Sherry Sterling. They also talked about being faithful and giving your tithes and your offerings that we talked about earlier. Shout out to Dwayne Pano, who said to buy a house. So he and I, we did an entire episode about this, and I'll leave that link to the show notes. It's called So You Want to Buy a Home. All right, so check that out. Shout out to Lawrence Simmons, and his financial tip was this, because he had a lot of good things to say. And the thing that really stuck out to me was this. Use your sense. S-E-N-S-E, -S -E, before you spend your cents. 
C-E-N-T-S. So once again, use your sense before you spend your sense. In other words, beware of these get rich quick schemes and know that if something is too good to be true, then it's probably too good to be true. Coming up next, shout out to Lugic, Rail Cooper and Carol Howes. They said to meal prep and to eat at home. Y'all, this advice, that financial tip, rather, um, that financial tip is golden. Um, that's a game changer. My wife and I, we ate at Ray Roberts over the weekend. We had some burgers and spent about $40. All right. But last night, we grilled our own burgers and we ate good for less than $20 with enough left over for another meal. So eating in is an absolute game changer. All right. And it'll put you in a great place financially, not eating out as much. Shout out to Brianna Sessions. And she says to make a doable budget. We talked about budget, but I like what she added to make a doable budget. Sit down, get particular, get specific, what you got coming in, what you have going out, and be realistic with your money. Shout out to Biff Adam. He said to create margin in your budget and to invest consistently. Angela Williams says to get an accountability partner. Now, this is huge. Having somebody to share your plan with, to share your spending plan with, Share the numbers with and to hold you accountable is key for married people. You have a built in accountability partner called your spouse. Um, My wife and I, we always communicate. And from time to time, when we're about to buy something, we ask each other, is it in the budget? And sometimes we take it a step further in a gracious way, but it really hits home. We say, do you want that piece of clothing or insert whatever we're looking at? Do you want that or do you want the house? And then sometimes they say, let me put that shirt back and the money I was going to spend right here, we can put that on the home. But for the single people, you can invite a friend into this process. But the main takeaway here is to get an accountability partner. And with your budget, it's not enough just to, to make a budget, to make a spreadsheet. But I would encourage you to write it out, print it out and put it in a place where you can look at on a weekly basis and see what adjustments you need to make week to week so you can make the budget. Shout out to Rashadius De Heros. He said to pay extra on your car payments, which pays it off faster and means paying less interest. Words of wisdom right there. Shout out to Rhoda Royce. And she said this, and this is very practical. Just because you can buy something doesn't mean you should. You can take that one to the bank. And one more for me. Listen, y'all. Do not go to the grocery store hungry. I knew this, but somehow, some way recently I went to the grocery store hungry. And let me tell you, I picked up things that I've never picked up before. I picked up more snacks because I'm thinking, well, I'm hungry now. So soon I get into the car, I'm about to tear these pop tarts up. But anyway, not to get, get all in my business. Listen, trust me, do not go to the grocery store hungry. Now on a serious note, I want to give you a final word. Maybe you haven't done the very best with your money. Maybe you haven't been tithing and giving your offering faithfully, or you're in debt because of bad choices. I want you to repent to God for not being a wise steward. And also my friend, I want you to forgive yourself. Today can be a fresh start. Today can be a new beginning. You are forgiven. And I want you to give yourself the freedom and the permission to start fresh in your finances and start winning with your money. I got to give you some homework. If you don't know who Dave Ramsey is, I want you to Google him and I want you to go through Financial Peace University 
and they will go into much more depth about the things I talked about today. My wife and I, we did it online during the quarantine of 2020. And I'm so glad that we did. So we really put um, put us in the right place. It's the right mindset and caused us to be more disciplined with our finances. Once again, I want to thank my social media family for just offering all these wise words as it relates to finance and just the tips, the practical tips rather that they have given. Now, I want God's word to have the final say. Luke 16 and 10, it says this. One who is faithful in very little will also be faithful in much. One who is dishonest in very little will be dishonest in much. Meaning if you're not being faithful and wise with the amount of money that you have now, then stop praying for God to bless you with more. And that's real people. And that's real talk. Shout out to LeJune White who said this. Our money belongs to God. And if he can't trust us with the little, he won't trust us with much. In other words, why would God bless you with more when you're not doing right with what you have right now? And on that note, I'm going to conclude today's episode. This is the type of episode that you may have to go back and listen to, to take notes and to execute on these practical words of wisdom that we have shared with you today. So once again, thank you so much for listening. I don't take it for granted that you took time out of your day to listen to this podcast. I truly hope and pray that you have found value in today's episode. I want to see you win and I want to see you thrive. Be sure to share this episode with somebody that you want to see win and you want to see thrive in their finances. Until next time, go be all that God has called you to be.